Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Matt Teasing. He's the president of One Source Lighting in Colorado, but more importantly, he's the president of the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. And he was on the board at a very interesting time, and we're going to talk all about it. But before we get to that, Greg, you know what we have to talk about? What? The National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors, man. Go to NAILD.org, Greg Eric. How did this podcast start? How are we here today? It all came from Nailed. You know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever we met, that's where it started. With discussions we've had, and really this podcast and, and is just an extension of Nailed. It, it's what our discussions are at the conferences, at the conventions, when we have them again, and we will. Uh, but that's what it's all about, is learning from each other, talking to each other, so that we can get better at what we do. And then it's all the people in Nailed meet you know we're so excited to get back together at some point soon um you know and you know that those kind of discussions we just said to each other we got to record this stuff man it's so valuable to the industry and everything else and so you know there's a ton of reasons to join nailed outside of this but the most important reason is that you're going to be a badass like us so go to n-a-i-l-d.org that's nailed.org mr president what's happening not much how are you Doing well, doing well. Good. Um, so I've been involved with Nailed for a few years and um, well, don't really know where you, you listen, to go. Before, we're supposed to talk about you for at least two <laughs> okay. minutes in the beginning. I Sorry. didn't even introduce you. Greg, get, get okay. this. So let's tell everyone who Matt Thiesing is. Yeah. Let's get into your your real, you know, your, your paying job. How about we say that? <laughs> what you do for okay. work every day uh, is one source lighting. Give us a, the story. Some of my Where background or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So basically, I got into the electrical lighting industry in the late 80s and um, ended up moving from Colorado to North Dakota. Went to work for Westinghouse Electric Supply and uh, always took an interest right away. They were a Phillips distributor and, you know, who knows as far as other fixture manufacturers at that time, but ended up in an outside sales position and always took an interest in lighting for the first probably seven, eight years of working for electrical distribution um, with Westinghouse, working in power plants and contractors and commercial business, mostly with um, higher end like um, coal mines and things like that as well. But took an interest in that type of stuff, went to a number of schools sponsored by Westinghouse and Phillips and then ended up learning, went to GE's Neela Park and ended up learning a lot about the different manufacturers. And um, it was very interesting. And then from there, uh, worked for electrical contractor for about five years and started a lighting division. And then in the late 90s, decided it was either time to do it on my own or, or just continue with that um, line and ended up starting one source lighting in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, and added a second in Billings, Montana, and then a third in Colorado, and now own just the Colorado location and uh, have the same passion for lighting today as I as I did that I gained in the very beginning. That's interesting. You start in Bismarck and work your way to a nicer place to live. Is that why? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, there? my ties were Colorado. I always liked Colorado. So it was after 20 years or 19 years in North Dakota, it was like, oh, it's time to get back to Colorado. So, 
So th- that whole branch thing, that's a real electrical di- distribution thing. I'd love to figure out like how to, how to like uh, put a flag in the ground somewhere and like, boom, there you go. Now you're busy. Like that's a, where did you learn that trick? As far as just working for electrical distribution? No, in terms of like having multiple branches and getting that set up. Oh, I, you know how that happened was I had um, employees, one of the girls that, um, was a former partner in Billings, which she owns that location now, worked for me. She uh, went to work for me in Bismarck and she was going to college and she worked for me part-time. And then she was so talented that I, you know, she went full-time after she made it from college, but she was from Billings and moved back to Billings. And then I had another um, employee as well moved to Billings and so I was over there with our kids playing soccer one weekend and they're like man we need a lighting store over here so bad mm. you should see this one that's here and that's how I ended up there it was about a eight hour drive from Bismarck so it didn't seem you know horrible until you do it until you do it twice a week so <laughs> and then uh then from there, I just, I was, I'd lived in Grand Junction and wanted to get back to Grand Junction. And then the third location started from there, but it was a 2000 mile loop when I would go between the three wow. stores. And so it was hmm. like, I didn't do that every week. It was, you know, but I did it about once a month, you know, either hauling hmm. product or, or whatever it was, or working with salespeople and working with customers actually as well. So yeah, it was, it was a little bit overwhelming, much younger. 20 years younger than I am now. And so <laughs> more your age. And so it was easy to do. Now you had a uh, decorative, is it, was it all showroom based? I think you told me that in the past. So I started the business originally um, as a commercial, like maintenance company, uh, lighting maintenance company, had a boom truck and that's kind of how I started it. And then um, started working with lighting retrofits back in those days, you know, switching T12s to, to T8s. I mean, and then from there, it just, there was people that were like, man, we need a showroom in this town. And that's how it ended up. And then two or three manufacturers came to us and, or we contacted them. And then we were all of a sudden, you know, had some residential decorative lines and then we had a showroom. And so the commercial and residential and one source lighting, we work with contractors on the residential side and the commercial side. So we're a distributor for for a lot wider range of electrical contractors than what the nailed group probably is more used to. Well, that's why nailed is such a beautiful place because uh, we learn from each other. You know, as distributors, you know, you, the, the need may exist in your market. You've just never heard how to fill it. And that's what you learn at a nailed conference, right? I mean, I taught Greg right. everything he knows. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> sorry, I just thought about that. That's good. Um, let's get into nailed. Okay. Okay. Um, you came on the board at a really rough time in the nail yeah. in the history of nail 2017 guy got it right yeah i think that was i don't even remember now yeah and, 2018 uh, maybe something like that and you're yeah 2018 and you're looking down a barrel of a gun right basically at that point yep yeah what was the board thinking at that time who was on that board first of all spencer miles Corey schneider who else was on that board when you rolled on 
It was Corey, Spencer, <laughs> Josh from Keystone. Um, I think Greg was probably the one that influenced me. You know, originally we were at, uh, we went to a conference or your annual conference in Denver. I think we had joined maybe the year before or so. And we were like, well, it's in our backyard. We're going to this, you know, and I was impressed right away. And then at that time, Nailed was in pretty tough shape as far as I thought. And once I got on the board, I realized how tough a shape they were. And so I was like, man, these guys need help. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted help. And I was influenced by Greg mostly at that time. And he was the one that nominated me or whoever. And, and it wasn't hard to get on the board in those days. It was like, <laughs> who can help and who wants to t help with this position? And so that's how I ended up there. But, um, I think going to that conference, that very first one, I realized the value of the education that they, that Nailed offered. And so that was the reason I wanted to get involved. So you roll on the board and you realize, you look at the financial statements um, and you're with Greg and a lot of people don't understand about Nailed back in those days and previous, it was a working board. Like you roll on that board you got a yeah. job now, like a second job <laughs> that, you know, you're the treasurer, you're the, you're in charge of education, you're planning the convention, you're the president. You basically have, to, you're, you're basically, uh, what do they call that stuff? Moonlighting. <laughs> Your moonlighting is running yeah. nailed. Right. Um, right. But you're looking at it and the membership's going down. The revenues are going down. LS1 is going to be sunsetted um, in terms of the software platform it's on. Um what was the mood on the board at that time? Well, it was it was pretty bleak. I mean, we um, probably in it was early nineteen or late eighteen or whatever. It must have been nineteen when we first when I when it when it first started looking really bad. And I think Spencer was just taking over for Corey at the time, um, or Corey may it might have been at the end of Corey's year, but. Man, it was. We'd look at the books and we'd look at how much money was lost, and then we'd look at basically some of the biggest things I noticed was the old membership not signing up the following year as far as members and participating. Um, and there was a few that really helped out, but for the most part, they did not see much value at that time, and so a lot of people were just dropping off. And then you're, you know, Greg you roll off the board um, and we start to get a grip on lighting podcast. Okay. And nailed, sure. yeah. go to nailed, nailed funds this in the midst of um, basically existential financial problems. Yeah, that's right. So when I first got involved, that was kind of when get a grip started and it was really with a lot of influence from Corey and Spencer and even other, you know, obviously Greg being a past president too, but it, it was something that I did not pay a lot of attention to. And so I didn't really understand the value of it at that time. And um, with that value of having that podcast and people starting to hear about Nailed again it, over the last two years with not even having a convention. Um, it is, I've really seen a lot of improvement and with the management obviously is awesome. So. 
Just as just full disclosure, Greg, should we give full disclosure or what's the deal? Sure can. And that's what we do. So uh, yeah. I, in 2019, uh, we took over the management of Neil, Greg, Eric, and I. And uh, um, we changed from a working board to a advisory board, which I think um, suits everyone quite a bit better, Matt. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah, so a lot of the, um, when we have a meeting, they're brief, um, we take care of business. Most of the business is discussion after our meetings. And so when we have things we're doing or processes we're talking about or convention or whatever it may be, members, future prospective members, um, a lot of that is done um, by conversation after our meeting. So they're unofficial and it really seems to open up the conversation a lot more. And then we discuss it as a official business during our meetings. And I like that um, process very well. Yeah. Having seen both of it, Matt, you know, and me too, when I, when I was on the board, it was, um, all right, let's have a meeting. Let's talk about all this stuff. We're going to do all this stuff. And then it's like, all right, no, no, spread out and go back to work. And then you're like, Oh yeah. What am I supposed to do again for nailed? I got to go sell lighting for premier lighting. I can't do that right now. You know, and that's what happened. Yeah, that is what happened. So I think we're on the right track. I think Nelt's doing awesome. I just think it's um, something that is fun to be involved with. Again, the the board members that are on are very knowledgeable, very intelligent people, vendors and distributors included. And so some of them you know and some of them you don't know. And so it's nice to meet the ones that you don't know. Let's just roll through some of the accomplishments under your presidency of nailed and we'll you know maybe you know we can interrupt me greg or mad you know if you just want to talk about one of them just for a minute okay ls evolve is launched okay so we develop a ongoing continuous program nailed takes a chance on it and you know what i'm talking about back when we made the the thing we're going to spend almost all of the revenue we have left Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, LS Evolve gets launched. Um, we revise the original LS program. We oversee. You commission two dark sky committees: one with your with your vendors and one with your distributors. Um, you brokered a partnership with the IDA. <clears throat> um, you know, we you kept lighting distribution on the essential business list. We've added twelve distributors. You launched um, um, the board. This was a big discussion, Greg, about starving for darkness and the whole dark sky movement. Matt, you know, nailed is basically, and I don't want to, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but every now and then there's nothing wrong with that, Greg, Eric, actually, to say, you know what, we did a good job. I think nailed is the leader, and this happened under your presidency. I think nailed is the leader in the darkness conversation, period, end of the story. I think we've even surpassed sorry ruskin we've passed the international dark sky association in terms of what we're pushing towards the industry with with respect to this no i agree um i think the partnerships with dark sky and illuminating engineering society and that kind of stuff is we can be that leader and i think they're looking for an avenue anyway and nailed is an, an obvious choice for that avenue for the education side and teaching people. I'm in. I'm on another board just for like um, XL Energy, 
where they have a group of people, and you guys have probably sat on them with your utilities, but they have a group of people talking about rebates and what we can do about rebates. And so, you know, there's eventually we're going to see a rebate for a for dark sky, and we're also going to see rebates for solar powered parking lot lights and street lights. And I think you're going to see that come from your utility. And I think some of this cross information that I'm getting from a couple of these different committees that I'm sitting on is real helpful to see both sides of, of what it is. But the dark sky thing is a real, is real. Manufacturers are paying attention. I had a manufacturer in this week and they're talking. It was a Keystone rep and he was... He was asking me about 3K. So we're like, we need 3K. Show me parking lot lights and stuff, but they don't have 3K. They have four and five. And we're like, well, we need three. And he goes, man, you guys are so different compared to most of our distributor-based clients. Nobody asks for 3K. And I said, you need to get ready for 3K. You're going to need 3K. Manufacturers need to step up and start producing 3K because it's easy to do. You've already got it. You just need to change, just need to add a Calvin temperature. And so he was like, well, we're going back to discuss it with Keystone, you know, right. and I thought that's a great way to, to help promote the dark sky in the warm color. And it seems to work all the way around. Hmm. And just coming up with all this, you know, it, that that's one of the real values of Nailed as an organization is that we're actually out in the street and we're learning from people and talking to the people that are buying Amen. the lighting. <laughs> so then, it, you know, not just to all pat, keep patting ourselves on the back, but it's important to know that, that, you know, when you're doing these committees and we're coming up with decisions as a lighting industry, utility rebates, whatever it might be, standards, talk to the people selling the lighting. Because the people selling the lighting are the people that hear from the customer who's buying the lighting. And I think, you know, we're finding that over and over. So your, your committee work, um, Matt, you're on a lot of them, it sounds like. Been on a, on a couple of them. Yeah. So okay. the dark sky, um, the dark sky one is probably most interesting to me right now because it's like the last meeting we had, we're like, man, there's just so much to figure out, you know, like where do these where does this policy come from? And so a couple of things we discussed was we need to talk to our municipalities because they're, they're creating some, you know, specifications or what you want, but they're not, where do, where are they getting them and where is it coming from? And so that's kind of how we left our last meeting. We individually need to discuss with our customer base or architects, engineers, municipalities, and where's, where are you guys getting your information and where does this come from? And it seems like once we get some of that, we're going to be doing good. Brian Amisden ran the distributor committee, and um, he's the incoming president. And um, it was interesting when we were talking to him, and this is going to come out to the industry, so it's up for our board to approve first. But, And you know about that committee, of course. Um, we're talking about real ways to push this to the streets. You know, we're not talking about talking about it. We're not talking about advocating for it. We're talking about, hey, like Greg said, you want to sell light bulbs? You want to sell light fixtures to people? You do want to do that? This is how you're yeah. going to need to do that. And, yes. you know, um, nailed members are, if you know how to do that, you should be a nailed member. Um, you know, 
why are committees so important for NAILD and its members? Well, I think we're the leader, and <laughs> this is how we this is how we teach our our members and our committee members. Once we do some of this investigation, learn it on our own, then we share. And working with these manufacturers and on these committees and dark sky you know, entities like that, it's, that's where we get our information and our customer base. We have to be in front of them and then they're, they're letting us know. So like I deal with, you know, like Aspen and Aspen, I did a project up that way even about three years ago. And they came with this specification. The board of directors for this small town was like, well, we have animals here and we have done these studies, these environmental studies, we need 27K. And so when I seen this and they wanted to replace all their street lights with corn cobs and they wanted 27K, I was like, wow, I've never sold a 27K before. So, <laughs> you know, this is something that's been top of mind in some of these smaller mountain towns and, and municipalities for a few years already. So it's not something really new. It's just something now that's going to spread and to help out with this dark sky environment that we're going to accomplish. It's going to unspread. The, yeah, the light pollution is going to unspread. It's been spreading yes. for way too long, actually. <laughs> it, you know, I agree. Um, Greg, you know, he, he's talking about how the committees and learning on the committees. I love that. Like, if you're coming on a nailed committee, you're brought there, Greg. This is a whole nailed talk thing. You're brought there to think above your next sale, to get above that, Greg and Matt. You know what I mean? It's like, now we're going to talk about... Where are we going to be in five years? Are we doing something that's morally and ethically good? You know what I'm saying? That's what I just I just love about the dark sky issue. I know Greg has a question for you, but I just had to no, say that not right a, there. No, it's not a question. It's a statement. Okay. And, and I think that's the, you know, we're talking to the, you know, we're volunteering and doing our time being on these committees. And, you know, most people look at it like, ah, oh, that's a pain. You know, I got to spend time doing this. But if you think about it, and you said you're looking, we're not looking at our next sale you know, not our sale tomorrow, but we're looking at it down the road. And when you're on these committees and when you're participating, you're going to be ahead of the game. So you're actually going to stay ahead of your competition because you're getting knowledge that they don't have right now. And when you go to, you know, the city of Aspen and, and you, you have that dark sky knowledge now that your competitor is not going to have. And that's because you've been on a committee because you volunteered your time. So just speaking to the value of volunteering and, and participating in these, uh, it, it, it goes well beyond the value of, of uh, money. You can't really monetize it immediately, but down the road you can. So I think that that's just my statement on it. I wanted to throw out there. <laughs> no, that's, that's sums it up very well, actually. So what I, what I've learned with all of the years, not all the years, but the, the years that I've been with nailed is that the education and learning and the value of being able to intermingle with people like yourself is, unbelievably valuable and um, that's probably the number one thing and we are ahead of our competition because we're able to do this Amen. you know it's interesting about that intermingling like that, that you know that's you know that's what it is um you know and people talk about benefits i just laughed myself like i laugh like what do you want me to tell you you joined nailed and you got four orders <laughs> Right. It's like, what are you, like what are, it's the benefit. You cannot see a benefit in associating with people 
who do the same thing as you every day all around North America. You can't see that benefit. Maybe having some of your employees sit on committees, some of your key employees, at taking training that, you know, is fundamental. So you guys worked with a good crew, though, on the board back what you went through. And you're leaving. Very good. Yeah. Spencer, the Spencer Miles contract and the other things that were cooked up by this crew. Um, what are you leaving uh, nailed as a legacy from your presidency in your mind? And what do you think about the future? Um, unfortunately, I'm probably leaving COVID. <laughs> or not unfortunately. I hope it's a thing of the past. Because sure. we missed yeah. two, two years of convention. Sure. And that was probably the top thing that I looked forward to. Mm. Um, because annually, um, the education in that two or three days of, of that convention was unbelievable. So I think probably, um, being involved with dark sky is probably the, something that I was probably most involved with that I really enjoyed. And I just think it's for the future. I think it's something that we have to do. It's not an option and our manufacturers have to you know, we're going to strong arm them and help them along and show them what they need to do. And that's just the way it's going to be because they're not going to have an option. If they're not selling 3K product, they may not get an order. And so it's very important. And I think learning and just being involved with the, you know, the vendor group and the distributor group that I was involved with, I just think that it was a very very classy group of guys with a lot of knowledge and I, I fed off that knowledge and I listened and I'm probably a good listener in comparison to some. And so I, I gained a lot of knowledge over the last few years and this year as president. Matt Thiessing, thank you. That was a pleasure uh, to talk with you and to discuss Nailed and a little bit about your career and yeah. Uh, thank you for being a guest on the show. This is a special release, but we know it's going to be listened to like a ton, right, Craig? Oh, yeah. And thank you for your presidency, too, and, and, yes. and putting all the time you did into it and making Nailed what it is now. Yeah, brother. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. It was it was enjoyable working with you guys on with Nailed. And, folks, if you've been made it to the end of this one, you want to be on the Nailed board. The elections are coming up real soon. That's right. You want to get on the board? You want to... You want to get above the next sale. You want to start thinking about the future. You want to start, you know, looking at things from a perspective um, that is above your pay grade. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Join Nailed and get a, and run for the board. You got to go to nald.org if you want to run for the board and you're and you work for a Nailed member or you or you um, you are an owner of a, a Nailed member company or vendor. There's one vendor position, one member position open right now. Go to NALD.org or call Bree at the office, at the Nailed office. I don't know the number off by her to have it in my phone. Otherwise, I'd give it to you right now. But So call the Nailed office, email the Nailed office, info at Nailed.org, and try to get elected. We love you guys. Thanks for listening.